welcome to The Sweet Spot on a Farm episode 40. If you're randomly tuned in and have no idea what this podcast is about, um, The Sweet Spot is all about natural health. I talk to natural health professionals, fitness professionals and anyone whose business and life's mission is to help us support our health in as natural ways as possible. We cover topics like organic farming, herbalism, fitness training, natural therapies, and we also talk about food and share plant-based nutritious recipes that support and nourish our body. We're not on a farm today, we're at a naturopathic clinic and I'm talking to the holistic Dr. Modestas Cherutis. Did I pronounce it right? Perfect, yeah. <laughs> I, when I saw your surname, I kind of realized how much I appreciate how difficult it is for English speakers to pronounce my own name. <laughs> yes, it is difficult, yeah. <laughs> um, you are from Lithuania. Yes. You're a surgeon. Trained as a vascular surgeon, yes. You are a member of the European Society of Integrative Medicine. Yes. And are you also a member of the Institute for Functional Medicine? Medicine, yes, exactly. And um, you're also the senior research scientist with Otsiber? No longer. I, no longer. Yes, I worked with them, but now I stopped this because the holistic uh, health took over and I, my full-time job is now here in Synergy Clinic as a holistic doctor. But yes, a few years ago I was helping uh, Otsbrew and other food companies to figure out how the foods like mushrooms and uh, probiotics, prebiotics can help to imp- increase the you know natural health without you know adding any chemicals you know and that was one of my works. Uh, before you know last year that's really interesting and we we might maybe touch on it later in the podcast as well because i will be interviewing tricia from altibrew uh um in the in in the next couple of weeks and for our listeners who don't know altibrew is a company producing a pure chaga powder and from um, chaga grown in its native environment and from what i gather they've also now started uh, making lion's mane uh, supplement as well um it's a local company based in northern ireland so um I'm, i'm looking forward to that interview as well but back to you modestas um i have so many questions i've heard your podcast with Gemma yeah on the balance of health uh, which is a new podcast by the way you should guys totally check it out and um, and i already had your name on my list before I realized you talked um, to Gemma. I've listened to that podcast and I've honestly, I have so many questions. And uh, so let's start with yourself. How does it happen for a cardiovascular surgeon to end up in a naturopathic clinic in, in Belfast and treating people holistically? Yes, so I was trained as a vascular surgeon in Lithuania and um, in 2004 and 5 we had a crisis in national health system that um, there was difficult to get insurance as a surgeon uh, bef- you know like private insurance there was no private insurance at that time in Lithuania and um, as a surgeon you always have you know complications and 5% complications is very good rate but it means that you always have around 30 patients not happy every year and in Lithuania the patients realize that they can sue surgeon and get money from that and because there was no private insurance 
I just decided to look around where I can get insurance before I can operate. And UK was the one, and I submitted my papers. I landed in Lisbon in Lagan Valley Hospital in 2005 as a first my job. So it was just by accident. I applied for all around UK, and the job I got was in Belfast, in Lisbon. And uh, so I stayed with Lagan Valley Hospital for a year. Then I moved to Belfast City Hospital, then Antrim Hospital. I did a few years around Northern Ireland as vascular slash general surgeon. And I enjoyed it. But in NHS, under NHS, it's difficult because you can't combine modern and alternative therapies. Now NHS started accepting acupuncture mainly for pain management. But as a vascular surgeon, it's very unusual here if you want to combine acupuncture, homeopathy with, um, you know, actual surgeries. In Lithuania, as a surgeon, you are allowed to use anything you feel would benefit patient. There is no such really strict rules. And uh, eventually, uh, at that time as well, uh, we were a lot involved in clinical trials and clinical research. And with my wife, we opened a company that's called MNJ Clinical Associates Limited, and we participated in many local clinical trials for GPs and hospitals. And my whole time was dedicated mainly for different research projects. And uh, at the same time, being interested in uh, alternative therapies and looking for what's new coming, I came up uh, and started using bioresonance, which was at that time still going through a few clinical trials. And I, when I saw the results and how reliable it is, I th- said, you know, I need to buy one and start using it, at least for my family and my friends. So that's how I bought my first bioresonance machine and started using for family, friends, and uh, seeing good results and uh, very accurate results, I decided to offer it to the public. So, and nearly at the same time, a few years ago, more and more alternative therapists, um, kinesiologists, osteopaths started using bioresonance as well around Northern Ireland. So it's not just me using it. It's now every nearly, you know, city has one or two practitioners who are using bioresonance as tool to diagnose what's happening with the body from function perspective. And at the same time, when issue is identified, you can use it for treatment. So it's approved for all conditions except cancer. And uh, because cancer program was taken out, uh, and it's approved through European Medicine Agency to be used as a tool which helps to see what's happening with patient from function perspective. So it's a full diagnostic? Yes, it's full body diagnostic that is not looking for cancer processes, but all other processes, all viruses, parasites, bacteria, toxins are assessed and evaluated. So you mentioned it's gone through trials it's actually one of the things i really wanted to ask you about because it's only one of one of the sort of modern technology machines that you you're using and i love the use of modern technology in naturopathic medicine um even though it when you say it it kind of really goes almost against each other (laughs) it's almost like oxymoron 
technology and naturopathic medicine. That's kind of sounds strange, but bioresonance was your way into the world. Coming, yes, coming back because uh, I was not maybe happy completely just to come with, uh, you know, homeopathy, acupuncture, kinesiology on its own and bioresonance. And I thought because it's now tool that is not expensive and available, I can show it, explain it, and actually train others who wants to uh, understand how it works and to try it, because the patent is already out, so the system is already more than 30 years old, and therefore you can we can get now Chinese copies of the, the same machine, which are much more affordable. And uh, seeing good results, um, therapists, kinesiologists are buying and trying them because it is an amazing tool to show for patient what's happening with him and uh, exactly what is behind the issue they have. Uh, identifying the core um, issue, either toxin or virus or you know something that triggered the whole cascade of symptoms and is not allowing patient to get back to health. And uh, yes, clinical trials were performed and they were evaluated and that's on basis of that, um, European Medicine Agency approved that as a tool for diagnostic and treatment. That's interesting because I remember reading many years ago, it might have been well over five years ago, an article in a magazine when I was visiting the Czech Republic and they were really slanting the machine because a few practitioners were trying it and they were talking about it like this sort of woo-woo machine that people should avoid any practitioner who's using it. And I, whenever I was writing my questions down and I knew I was going to ask you about the bioresonance machine, it kind of made me think that it's probably vastly different um, how the machine is used by somebody with your medical background and experience and by somebody who's actually not a trained medical doctor. How important do you think it is for, for anybody to have the background you have to be able to use the machine correctly? Definitely. My background and experience in hospital and knowing whole body anatomy and function helps to grab and find the issue behind the scenes because machine gives a lot of information and it scans through the whole body and sometimes, you know, you can go along what machine shows and not figure out actually the key issue because... We rarely have one or two, you know, sometimes you come with headache or, you know, chest pain and you then focus more what it can cause. But for patients who have general fatigue or, you know, who have sore all around the body, it's difficult to, I think, without proper medical background to figure out what is causing that. Because usually what modern medicine at this moment little bit feels that they can't identify quickly and check viruses and where they sit and what is the connection between that. So NHS is brilliant for quickly to assess, you know, 
is there acute inflammation? Is there a you know need of antibiotics? And you know, absolutely, when patient is under attack, you know, sometimes they are necessary and you know not to harm patient. But uh, in a lot of cases, immune system should be the first one that uh, deals with any invaders. And what I am finding more and more that the biggest challenge is to how to fix, how to get that immune system back on track. And uh, so many patients have autoimmune conditions. That is completely unnatural way that immune system got completely turned against its own body. And, uh, you know, the how to reset immune system, you know, it's, it's the, I think, the biggest challenge. For anybody who's never heard about the bioresonance machine, how exactly does it work? If somebody books an appointment with you to be assessed by a, the bioresonance machine, what can they expect? So bioresonance machine was uh, the one I use invented by Professor Nesterov in Russia, and he used the frequencies that are sent uh, to the body through the modified headphones because it's just easier to hold these um, sensors as close as possible to the brain. And these frequencies, they assess how brain perceives the body today. So, and it shows different systems uh, in... Uh, kind of how they are as close to that age person healthy natural frequency and the frequencies now you know everyone knows that nothing is still everything is in vibration and because they managed to measure these frequencies and put into library of what should be healthy frequency the whole scan is comparing the current patient frequencies with his or her age healthy patient frequencies and that you can see straight away on a screen when machine identifies something below normal range uh, then machine goes deeper to figure out what's causing that dysfunction so the whole scan is functional scan it's not an atomical scan it's not like ultrasound scan that you can see actually the anatomy of the organ and what's going inside it's how that organ functions and uh, if this uh, function is uh, affected, you can either improve function by using healthy frequency to push it up, or you can, if a virus or parasite or toxin is identified, you start thinking how to eliminate these to improve the function. So it's always combination of treatment with bioresonance, maybe homeopathy, maybe low-dose medicine, maybe acupuncture, depending on every patient. Sometimes patients are already on medicines that are prescribed by GP and they continue on them uh, until they get better because you don't want to stop anything that is helping at this moment. But sometimes it happens that after treatments and after adjusting lifestyle and diets, uh, the blood pressure normalizes the, and patients eventually can stop medications. You know, they don't need to take any more chemical me medications to, to keep the blood pressure lower. So you can improve health uh, by using alternative methods and eventually in, you can stop, you know, something you are taking, you know, to control something that no longer is necessary.
the same applies to thyroid, the same applies to blood pressure, and the same applies to, you know, statins and cholesterol. I wonder, I know you said earlier that the machine has been approved for diagnostics for pretty much everything apart from cancer. cancer. And I wonder if this machine was something that any GP had in their surgery, let's say they pick up some dysfunction in liver or kidneys or the bowel or the pancreas, could that be a foundation for a referral to a specialist if there's something really wrong and they think, okay, this looks really... Yes, exactly. You know, let's refer them for MRI or let's Ex- send them exactly. for Exactly. So this is already happening. In Germany and France, GPs more and more are using this. In Germany, bioresonance as a principle is used for the last 60 years. So they started with more simple machines and they know that they work and there is no better question that this is voodoo or something that you can't trust. So they have most experience of using bioresonance. So uh, when GP identifies in Germany or France an issue, they can, uh, first of all, they can check it by sending extra bloods to double confirm the, you know, the issue or system that's it's failing. And of course, because it is a proved valid tool to, you know, evaluate the body's function, of course, they can judge themselves and send for an extra, uh, you know, discussion with a specialist to hospital or, you know, because this is another tool, simple tool that allows us quicker to make decisions and uh, not to miss anything that's maybe not yet deteriorated because the function usually uh, gets affected first and we have compensatory reactions and compensatory mechanisms that allows us to keep going until at some point you can have a you know, heart attack without any symptom. And we know that men who are overstressed or overworked, they can get one heart attack and die straight away and without any previous symptoms of heart issues or heart pains. So obviously for patients who come for just health checkup, this is an amazing tool because in 30 minutes you can get full body MOT and either you pass it or not. And our cars needs MOT every year. So I think every human needs general health checkup, you know, and GPs are offering that. And um, unfortunately, that bloods and ECG and blood pressure and maybe sugar level usually are not, you know, they can show things that are coming up, but not necessarily not as sensitive as bioresonance. So it means you can miss something between checkups, you know, just by doing routine GP appointment. And I suppose also when you're doing sugar level check, blood checks, you know, urine checks or whatever, it also takes a week or two before you get the results back, whether this is something you get straight away. Is this that? is a straight away, yes. Now, but blood results, urine checks, you know, they come back usually next day. So everything is getting faster. But as you said, the patient can see 
straight away on a screen after half an hour what's happening with him. And because I, you know, for, to, for me to scan patient, I don't need to tell computer the story about the patient, what happened when they had a first symptom or what is not functioning properly. So patients see that, that machine identified something that they already most likely have an idea that this system is not functioning. And when this double checks, you know, they get trust in machine and trust in, you know, the whole method and how it works. It sounds to me like this tool could massively improve early diagnosis yes. of illnesses just yeah. like cancer. And, and we all know that early diagnosis of any type of cancer is absolutely crucial for survival of the patient. Yes. So, and you, you said that it takes about half an hour, that yes. bioresonance. So unfortunately, under current NHS, this would be impossible for GPs to use because GPs have 10, minutes. Well, 10, yeah. 15 minutes at, a, at the best to assess a patient, which is an absolute disgrace. I think, but if we figured out how to improve the times that patients can spend with GPs, it would improve the waiting times, if it would improve the, the speed. I mean, why is this not happening if this machine has been on the market for so many years? Yes, every new machine takes time to be uh, accepted and, you know, kind of... There are people, you know, in every area of the market who are keen, you know, 10% to try new technologies, new things. Others are waiting to see is this really working or not. And it is a financial, of course, uh, burden because to get that machine for every GP, it is quite a big substantial investment initially. So I think at this moment, you know, the countries which know bioresonance longer, they're already using it. Other countries will come, you know, so it's more and more it's used. And uh, because the, the whole principle is uh, growing uh, research and papers, so eventually scientific, you know, people will advise to, to use that. And... Um, Again, it's the beauty of machine that you don't need to go to hospital. You know, you, it's it can be uh, available in every GP practice, and uh, straight away you can see, even you know, from antibiotics point, is that bacterial infection or is it viral infection? Which you know, there are now different tools used as well to figure out, you know, when patient got cough and sneeze and is that actually caused by virus or bacteria? And uh, so we already are trying to differentiate things. And, you know, so, yeah. There are other modern technologies that you use in your practice. So let's talk about that. There is a lot. So you use electrotherapy. Yes. Pulsed electromagnetic field or PEMF. Yes. Cranial electrotherapy stimulation. Electro-acupressure, yes. what is the difference between all of these and what are they used for? Yes, so the difference is only of how much electricity is used in every device and what current is used to activate something. So electromagnetic field therapy is actually now 
created by copper wires in a mat that creates magnetic field equal to earth magnetic field because everyone knows that during nice sunny day if you lie down on the ground you straight away feel relaxed and usually get you know somehow charged up your batteries just because you're lying on the on the you know nice sandy beach or uh, anywhere where is nice nature clean nature so therefore companies produce these pulsed electromagnetic field mats now in different uh, countries but they are all to relax the body and get healing started on its own by getting into the body more earth magnetic field like therapy so ma magnets and magnetic fields depending on what strength they are are used for many years and in kinesiology magnets are used to assess disbalances in which systems and uh, so magnets are being used you know in uh, indian ayurvedic medicine and chinese medicine and uh, the same if you put acupuncture needle you can apply magnetic field near the acupuncture needle to activate that acupuncture point to start it getting uh, el electricity going because all acupuncture is based on getting electrical flow back normalized in the body because every acupuncture point has the like a canal where you can uh, tune in and rebalance things so um, for electrotherapy it's another device that sends different electromagnetic field that can be used to reset the body back to negative charge because during the day we are bombarded with all positive charges like Wi-Fi, magnetic fields, uh, all uh, body accumulates a lot of positive charge and to function healthy we need negative. So so now, you know, so there are so many ways drinking alkaline water or water with hydrogen that you want to put as much as possible negative ions into the body that uh, it helps to naturally circulate energy through the body. So these all devices are designed to help it quicker to get rid of these positive charges and get it normalized. And uh, electrocraniotherapy, it's another device that sends a little electrical current through the earlobes and stimulates serotonin production in the brain by just using electrical current. So, you know, it's used for so many years already and it's available uh, online. It's available as a, a medical device for someone who have insomnia, anxiety or depression. And um, you just need to put it on for 10 minutes every day. And, you know, it's, it's another alternative instead of um, antidepressants and uh, for patients to try something that they never tried before. Here's a question for you. What a jump, ju jumping in the sea for a few minutes, would it not do the same thing? Yes, it, w <laughs> it will do. And I do that every week. So exactly. So resetting immune system is, as I said, the key of my all activities and finding what's not allowing that immune system, uh, you know, function properly. And... Uh, 
it's very old because I'm from Lithuania and I had quite a lot of Russian influence during my medical training. Russians are crazy about cold therapies and ice, um, which is becoming more and more popular. We have ice chambers even in Belfast and you can get cryotherapy, which is, again, freezing the body quite quickly uh, and resetting immune system. So it's called short-term controlled stress with cold. So you can cause it with just cold shower, you can lie down in a cold bath, you can go and have a dip. And in Northern Ireland, it's getting more and more popular. Every you know New Year's Eve, we have a deer to dip. We have events all around the coast, uh, you know, nearly every month in Bangor. We have a quite a big group of people who swim every morning at six o'clock uh, near the at the end of Brompton, Brompton Road. Yeah. yeah, and every Friday because I help um, Helen's Bay Organic Farm, which is very close. I come uh, with my few patients to have a dip and to get that reset done. As you said, yes, for everyone who is close to the beach or to the whatever you can have a dip, I highly advise that because it costs nothing and it's easiest and best way to switch off computer and restart it again. So you know that for if your computer is no longer performing well, the first advice is switch it off, give it a minute and restart it. So the same happens with the immune system when you go for a dip. And uh, yeah, so since I'm doing this now three years, I never had any flu or cold or any symptoms. And a lot of patients come here coughing and sneezing. And uh, from my own experience, I can say that cold dips works very well. So it's difficult maybe to jump into it and do it straight away. But, uh, you know, start with a cold shower. And uh, it means after normal hot shower, you just switch heating off and stand in the cold water for maybe five seconds. And that will be enough for first time. And then try it again tomorrow and day after tomorrow. And eventually you will be able to stand under cold shower for a minute or two and you will feel great. Yes, it feels cold for a minute, but then the body heats up and microcirculation heats up, he heats up everything naturally. So another thing that you're using is cold or low-level laser therapy. Yes. What is that? So uh, cold lasers or low-level laser therapy it was used already for many years in physiotherapy. And these devices were quite bulky and big. It's specific length of laser, which is 650 nanometers length, is anti-inflammatory light. And that red light was used in physiotherapy for local application if you have sore muscle or sore joint or inflamed ligament. And because technologies are moving forward now, they created uh, small devices that can be used uh, on the wrist with a small lipo battery that creates enough power that, that laser therapy is possible to do for everyone at home. So these devices are called cold laser watches that you put on your wrist and you get a treatment through 30 minutes of that red laser application, you know, through the skin in, onto your flowing blood and it takes away inflammation, reduces uh, inflammatory markers and it helps to reduce sugar level as well. And uh, it's more and more used uh, 
in diabetes management and as well it can be used for any inflamed area around the body for people who have um, tinnitus or ringing in the ears can be used locally through the earplugs for someone who have allergic rhinitis or allergic reaction of the nose to anything smells or foods can be used locally just in the nose and there is a pad that can be used applied to any area around the body where it's inflammation so exactly that 650 nanometers length light has anti-inflammatory uh, effect on the tissues pushes away inflammation and that's uh, kind of because that laser light can penetrate through the skin without you know any thermal effect on the skin so more and more it's used now in physiotherapy and beauty clinics now all these technologies i suppose because they are used obviously they've been approved and yes tested. absolutely and they, have there been any significant studies or clinical trials yes. for any of these yes there are studies performed they showed that this light has anti-inflammatory effect. It's been tested uh, by actually putting these probes inside the vein and shining that light on the blood flow inside the vein. It's been studied and done by local application of this red light on the skin, you know, by the external devices. So it's, yeah, it's quite substantial. A lot of studies being done showing that these uh, low-level lasers are uh, really beneficial for patients who have inflammatory uh, processes in the body. I find it absolutely fascinating that we're sort of talking about alternative holistic, you know, naturopathic approach, and then mm. yet we're talking about modern technologies. Exactly. It just sounds and like sci-fi. Exactly, because from one side, exactly, if we have something new that works and has no side effects why not to try and i think because of my i i really like new technologies and i'm saying without trying you will never figure out is it helping or not if that is approved if that is legally available and you can buy it online with all certificates and it costs maybe 100, 150 pounds, why not to try for a month and see how it works? Therefore, my patients can rent it out, try for a month. If they come and say, no, it's not working, it's not helping me with my condition, they return it back. And if they like it, then they pay just difference and keep the device. So it means it's not just that they need to buy to try it, they can rent it out and try it. We'll cut it here because, as always, we've talked for a lot longer than the average commute to work and I gather that a lot of you are like me, listening to podcasts in a car. So you will be able to catch the second part of this episode next time. We'll talk some more about bioresonance, about cold water therapy, various forms of fasting and of course we'll talk about food. After we finished recording, uh, we did have some time left and Modestas demonstrated the bioresonance machine to me. And it's really bizarre. You get a pair of large headphones and the software on a computer gets started and you can see the frequencies of your various organs being picked up. I mean, if someone showed me this a decade or so ago, I'd say this is a complete and utter nonsense. But... 
without any of my previous medical history, it did pick up frequencies from my gut, which has always been the issue. And I did suspect for a few weeks that I had a parasite issue in my gut. And that's exactly what was picked up by the technology. Nothing else, just parasites in the gut. And other than that, I've apparently passed my MOT. It is, if I didn't see it with my own eyes, I wouldn't believe it. And it's absolutely fascinating. And whether you do believe this technology or not, I think in the hands of a medical professional who knows how to read and interpret this technology and the results, based on pure biological science and medical experience, I think it could be a fantastic tool. I am convinced by this technology and think of it whatever you will. As for food this week, I will share with you one of the recipes from my cookbook, which, by the way, you can pick up on Amazon or iBooks or by emailing me at thesweetspot at gmail.com. There's still time before Christmas if you live in the UK. Um, so today it's my plant-based take on madras curry, the butternut squash madras. My partner made it at the weekend there and it is really tasty. I almost forgot how tasty this dish is. It's very easy and really quick to make. It is nutritious and absolutely bursting with flavors. And here is what you need. Two and a half tablespoons of coriander seeds, one tablespoon of cumin seeds, one teaspoon of mustard seeds, one teaspoon of cayenne pepper, one teaspoon of ground turmeric, one teaspoon of fresh ginger root. If you don't have fresh ginger, you can use ground ginger or galangal, but I do prefer to use fresh ginger. If you can get it, use that. You'll need three cloves of garlic. If you have an issue with IBS or any gut issues whatsoever and you are worried about using garlic and onions and such, you can leave the garlic out. Um, and then you'll need one and a half stalks of fresh lemongrass. How you make the paste is that you toast the seeds on low heat for a couple of minutes. So you just heat up your pan, throw the coriander, cumin and the mustard seeds in it and toast it for a minute or two until you hear them pop. Then turn it off. Then add all the spices, including the toasted seeds, into a blender. Throw in the fresh ginger, preferably minced, and uh, throw in the chopped lemongrass. And then blend it. Blend it all together. If you have to leave the garlic out, you will have to put in a little bit of water, something like just 50 milliliters or not even maybe a tablespoon or two water just to give it the watery substance so your spices will nicely blend um, into a paste. Then for the actual curry, you need 15 grams of coconut oil or you can use MCT oil um, which is really good at high temperatures then one medium onion about 125 grams or something again if you cannot have onion for whatever um, health issues you can probably use leek leaves now I had SIBO issues and I had IBS issues before and I used the dark parts of the leek leaves and I never had any problem with that. Now everybody's different, we are all individual, so I cannot guarantee that any other IBS or SIBO sufferers out there will have the same result, but I can recommend leek leaves as a substitute to onion. You'll need one butternut squash, about 600 grams, half a kilo, preferably organic. Uh, you'll need one medium red pepper, 
400 ml of coconut milk, um, you can also use coconut kefir, and 200 ml or so of vegetable stock. Your paste is made at this stage, so you just need to peel the squash. Now, you don't have to actually technically peel the squash, but you would have to sort of roast it beforehand um, instead of steam it. Now, I steam it because I like to keep the nutritional benefits as much as I can. If you have an organic one and you prefer, you can cut the squash in cubes and roast it with the skin. Otherwise, peel it. Cut it in medium-sized cubes, then half the pepper, take the seeds out and cut the halves in sort of medium, I don't know, like half a centimeter chunks or something. Then steam the squash and steam the pepper and you can use the water from the steaming of the veg as your stock later and then you won't need an extra vegetable stock. Now, heat the oil and saute the finely chopped onion or leek leaves or whatever you're using until translucent. Then add the madras paste and brown it all together for about a minute or so. Then add the steamed squash and pepper, add your stock and coconut milk and simmer it all for about 20 minutes at a very, very low heat. Make sure you do not boil it. From the feedback I've been receiving from those who do have my book, this seems to be the absolute favorite recipe, so I really hope you enjoy it. Remember, you can find all the recipes shared on this podcast, including this one, on our social media, and the best way to get it is to download it in a PDF form from our Facebook public group page, The Sweet Spot on a Farm. You can find them all in the file section. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a comment on social media and SoundCloud or even better, rate us on iTunes. To keep this podcast going, your reviews are absolutely essential. And other than that, have a lovely week. Make sure you tune in next time to catch the rest of my interview with Modestas, the holistic doctor. And stay healthy. Until next time. Bye. As every week, your host is myself, Susanna from The Sweet Spot. Music by Mark J. Adair and artwork by Gemma O'Hagan. Thank you for listening.